Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Very proud of the, of the team, how they reacted uh, after Sunday. And although we only had you know, two training sessions, they did uh, the game plan really well. Yeah, the players um, showed great determination and resilience to keep working hard. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Simon Donnelly. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! So Rangers in the Europa League knockout stages for the third year running Celtic faltering in the dying minutes of the game denying their first win in Germany and dropping down to the Europa Conference League the World Cup playoffs in the last hour you know it's going to be Scotland against Ukraine here in March the playoff semi-final and the winner if it's us will play Wales or Austria if we get to that final with us tonight former Scotland star Simon Donnelly Joe Henry has been on a media conference in the last few minutes with Steve Clark the manager and the man who captained Scotland the last time we beat them Barry Ferguson Barry you remember it uh, 3-1 in 2007 yeah I remember it uh, well uh, Faddy Kenny Miller and, and Lee McCulloch uh, got the goals obviously it's a, a, a different team um, look you've got to be a decent team to get into the playoffs but listen see the way the boys played um, certainly at home against Denmark the crowd the Hamden Road going to be behind the boys I'm more than confident the guys can get the job done and hopefully look to the final You think we can do it against the Ukrainians they've got a good tradition obviously it was Russia many years ago yeah. some great players but uh, Scotland so confident now Yeah they've got really good players but Paul oh, as I always say so have we we've yep. got very good players guys who are playing at, at big clubs um, at a real high level so we've got to be confident um, going into the game the only issue I've got is it's not until March I would like to have been sooner and I'm sure if you ask the players they'd have felt the same but no really confident that we can do the job against Ukraine Simon 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio listeners can call you because last night started well for Celtic 2-1 up 8 minutes to go but the substitutions was it the wrong thing and they lose 3-2 I think uh, I, th- I thought Celtic played really well yep. on the night. Scored a fantastic second goal. Uh, I think Beaton got off. Beaton was a big player last night. Just you know, putting out yep. fires everywhere uh, when he picked up the injury. And then you could possibly say one or two too many subs at one time. But I kind of came away for the game not too dejected from a Celtic p- point of view. I think they played some good football against a good team. You know, and, and maybe rode the luck at times. Joe Hart pulls off a a couple of really good saves but on the whole I thought it was a decent performance for Celtic you saw his worth didn't you Joe Hart oh an incredible yeah. double save you know that I think the boy actually thinks he's put it in he's already got the goal in his head before Joe Hart gets back but they rode the luck in the first half a post and bar was hit but I think Celtic can be satisfied with their performance albeit the last 10 minutes it didn't pan out the way they wanted it to Barry Jota he's a bit special 
Yeah, and I, I'm sure the Celtic fans will be desperate for Celtic to try and do a deal with Benfica. Um, he certainly impressed me, and again last night, against a top team in Bayer Leverkusen. Um, so I'm sure the Celtic fans will be desperate for them to get Jota signed up. Seven and a half million euros, I think that's a decent a decent deal. So I'm sure the Celtic fans will be desperate for him to get signed up. In your old club, Rangers last night, many people said drop Morelos. He didn't. What do you make of the striker? Now one of the top strikers in that competition for all time. Yeah, well, he had a poor game. There's no doubt about it against Tibbs. Um, the new manager had to get a reaction and that's what he got last night. Um, look, they've played better, I would say, but the most important thing for Rangers was getting the, the, the three points and winning by the two goals. Um, and Morelos... Getting uh, getting a double. Um, surely now he can now kick on, get back to the form that we know he can get to, and hopefully he brings that on Sunday against um, Livingston, which is going to be a difficult game, no doubt about it, on the Arsenal turf. Big night for the keepers last night. We mentioned Joe Hart. What about uh, yeah? Similar. <laughs> listen, now, you're talking about two top keepers here. Joe Hart, obviously a top keeper. Alan McGregor the same. Pulls off a brilliant double save um, towards the end. And that's what goalkeepers do. Goalkeepers win you games at times and and uh, produce big moments. And that's what both of them done last night. How big was that game last night, Simon, for Rangers after the, the weekend? Uh, we heard Stephen Davis speaking afterwards and he said, look, this doesn't make up for the weekend. But for Rangers, you'd be surprised that they lost to Hibs. It's a huge game for Giovanni van Bronckhurst last night. And he came through it. Yeah, it was. As I say, I'm not surprised at what Stephen Davis says there because at Celtic and Rangers, you want to win every game, especially a major semi-final. So the reaction was really important. Giovanni's first game at Ibrox, everything to do with it, trying to get through to the next round. And they got the job done. And I go along with what Barry's saying. It wasn't... I watched both games last night. The spectacle of the second game wasn't quite as good as the first game in terms of goals and action. But Rangers got the job done. I think they were better in the first half. Uh, McGregor has a double save at an important time as well because I think 2-1 wasn't quite good enough to, nope. get, to go through. So, yeah, job done and a good reaction to the disappointment at the weekend. Yep, Rangers Leon finished on 15 points, Rangers on 7 and Sparta Prague on 4, Bromby on 2. For Celtic and Group G, Leverkusen on 13, Betis 10 points after the two-goal win last night and Celtic on six, Ferenc Varus on nil. Uh, pity for Celtic, just, uh, you know, the draw would have set up for what a game it could have been next week, but it's not, or the week after, but it's not to be. Good to have Simon Donnelly with us. It's a happy Friday here because he's off to see one of your favourite bands from the past on Monday. Night. It's not the happy, happy Monday, it's Tuesday. Tuesday oh, right, happy Mondays on Tuesday. Along <laughs> <laughs> with, youth, Paul. you're going to sit down? Uh, James, yes. James as well, James. he's standing. <laughs> just in the studio, here's Joe Henry. Joe, you've just been on a media conference with the Scotland manager. I'm sure he would be, he was smiling at uh, the performances a few weeks ago. How is he tonight? What does he make of it? If you're just tuning in, Scotland against Ukraine in March. What's he saying? Yeah, well, Steve Clark is still smiling, calm and composed as always, though. But what he did say was Ukraine is up there with the toughest and they, they were expecting a tough draw um, regardless of what happened tonight. But there's four months to go, so a bit of time for him to do his homework now and, and come up with a winning formula, as he calls it. But you mentioned it earlier, the boost of that home crowd, which we've seen already in the last few months. But what he did say as well is the confidence the boys have just now, they'd be up for playing anybody, anywhere. We could have played with Turkey, Poland, North Macedonia, Czech Republic or Austria and uh, it's come out as Ukraine. Barry played against them before 
we definitely feel so confident with the crowd. It's going to be a sellout. I hear the tickets. They'll be, uh, they'll be flying out the window. Yeah, no doubt about it. After the way the boys played that last double header in, in the Denmark game, I'll go back to it. A lot of people may doubt Denmark were missing some of their, their main starters, um, but they've still got good quality, um, Denmark. And I thought the boys were exceptional on the night and thoroughly deserved it. Some top performances all over the pitch. Joe, you always do your homework and you've just been telling us that they were in the same section as France, of course, and, you know, absolute football royalty. Uh, Finland, so they played against Glenn Kamara, uh, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and uh, Kazakhstan. So they drew every game. Yes, yeah. they, yes, but, you know, I, I think with looking ahead to, to this next fixture now, it's, it's all focus on this. And actually, really interesting, trying not to get distracted by this, what's already been build the battle of Britain if we do progress we will face Wales or Austria so Steve Clark touched on that as well and it being his job to make sure the guys don't get distracted by that and focus on Ukraine which they said they'll give the utmost respect to if uh, John Hartson was internet we'd be winding the big man up wouldn't we so Austria Simon we know we beat them we drew with them uh, Wales I mean way before either of your time that's how we got to the World Cup 78 and it was uh, the match I remember 85 remember 85 yeah, yeah do, against them up. David, of course, the late great Davy Cooper. Um, we can't get ahead of ourselves, but that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Scotland against Wales, could you imagine it? The... Yeah, it would certainly yeah. capture the imagination of both countries. Uh, but I just be careful with the first one. I think mm -hmm. we, we looked at the Czechs and Croatia at Hamden in the summer in the Euros, and you know they beat us both. So yeah, just be careful. But it's a good draw. Take the home draw. And as Barry says, the performance against Denmark take a lot of heart from it. I, like him, I would like the game to have been a lot sooner. But Andy Robertson's out at the moment injured, I, I suppose. Uh, but the form was there and hopefully we're going to march flying uh, and take care of Ukraine. But the, that would set us up nicely for a, a Scotland Wales would be, would be great. If we get through, the game will be at the Millennium Stadium down there. We see Hamden Park there, the disco lights are on. Barry, I see getting ready for Scotland against Ukraine tonight. It's the women's match, so 7.35 kick-off tonight. So isn't that funny? We're playing Ukraine this evening for the women's team, Barry. It's going to be tough. Scotland women's against Ukraine tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah listen, they're in a good running form, um, the women's team, and hopefully they can get the, the right result against a, a good um, Ukraine team. 0808 17 17 700. We've got Barry Ferguson and Simon Donnelly. And Joe, it's been a busy day and an emotional day. You were at the memorial service today for Bertie Old and you were at Celtic Park where it was relayed to the crowd. And we saw some of the pictures. We heard it in Go Radio. We heard some of the speeches. Uh, Jim Craig, a lesbian lion who was there, uh, Lord Willie Hawkey, and also his nephew as well, Bertie's nephew. So, uh, really touching, yeah. moving ceremony. Hugely yep. emotional today and, and the numbers that turned up as well um, at St Mary's there was I think almost a thousand there with obviously the Celtic first team directors, former manager Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon there as well so um, emotional, the stories you know we've, we've heard so many story about, stories about Bertie and, and it really was that today about just looking back on his legacy and the vibrancy that he lived his life with and the sort of imprint he's left on everybody so it was a, a lovely service, hugely emotional and and fantastic to see so many people there for him. And Simon, you knew him well. And uh, could you ever get a word in with Bertie? He was always so oh, sharp, wasn't he? No, oh, Bertie was was larger than life. It was actually in the last couple of years that I, I got to know him probably a wee bit better. I did a little bit of work at Celtic before the pandemic, uh, a couple of seasons. And to be fair, one of the perks of the job was being in the company of those guys. Uh, Bobby Lennox, my first coach. John Clark, who was on the staff. 
uh, when I played at Celtic. But Bertie was larger than life, and the connection, watching the interaction between those those guys, you know, they were tight, they were family, and you know, he left an impression. I remember introducing him to my three sons, and then when we heard the sad news the, the other week, there, oh, that's that's Bertie old. They remembered him, so he's, he was unforgettable, and yeah, just a sad day, but you know, a fantastic uh, turnout for him today, lining the streets of Celtic Park again, just to show their, their respect and love for the guy. Quite a few weeks, hasn't it, Barry? It's been tough, Walter, a few weeks ago and then the memorial service last Friday that the club organised and today, the funeral of uh, the late, great Bertie Old. Yep, two legends of the, the Scottish game, no doubt about it. It's been a, a tough month um, for both Rangers and Celtic but you just see the turnout for Walter and, and Bertie. It just shows you how they were held in, in the fans' eyes. Um, but listen, great guys, and they'll be sadly missed. He was hilarious. He was he was interviewed uh, some years ago, and they said, "How do you think you'd do now against the Rangers, current Rangers team?" He says, oh, "Jimmy, I think we could beat them. We're only forty-eight. <laughs> you know, he just he that. He was just uh, live on the telly being interviewed about that. Yep. So, Joe, thank you for that today. Uh, we'll hear some more of the audio from the manager soon. But Steve Clark, looking forward to that game. Joe Henry, there. Let's go. Well, let's hear first of all from the manager. So, we're going to go right onto the lines. Then Gary is going to be with us in a second or two. Uh, Rangers stay in the Europa League, and the new manager happy about not losing anything last night. Keeping the zero today after we were two uh, 0 up is was very important because the. They scored the goal. We, we wouldn't go through. I think I'm very proud of my uh, my team. Of course, the the goals Morelos scored. The performance of the midfield players, the back four were excellent. The right time in the end, uh, McGregor made some fantastic saves. Overall, it was a, a really good team performance. Gary's on from Castlemilk. Gary, good evening. How you doing, guys? <laughs> we're fine, Gary. Getting the phone up there. So, what do you make of it? Were you there last night? Unfortunately, I wasn't, no, but I did manage to catch it in the home. OK. What did you reckon? Well, put it this way, it would have been a totally different phone call if it was uh, last Monday. Sure. <laughs> um, it was a totally different team. Uh, it was good to see Gio probably has looked a few of those guys in the eyes and told them, you're playing for your job. So it seems to have uh, shook them up. They definitely needed it. I think they'd been stale. Either were winning and getting by, but uh, they definitely needed a good wee shake. Um, just a good all round to see actual Goldson was commanding it again in the defence you could see him every time Bassey had the ball he was telling him here or there or when he was passing it he was like stay there and it was a good all round performance I was quite surprised I didn't expect it as much as I wanted it but mm -hmm. aye it's a good game we'll hear from him again in a minute Gary uh, Barry did you see some differences last night in Rangers the way they lined up now under the new manager yeah the in terms of Morelos was further up the pitch mm -hmm. higher up the pitch where he likes to come in sometimes and get involved with the, the midfield play we obviously told that by, by Gio um, and uh, listen I expected a reaction I'm sure Gio would have went in there on Tuesday morning and, and said a few home truths no doubt about it because it was really disappointing on Sunday that was a real opportunity for Rangers to get back to a final um, and certainly an old fun final on the 19th of December and they just, to me, didn't look if they, they wanted that enough. Hibs looked more hungrier. But last night, that was better. That's what it, you expect. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, of course. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> Gio jumping that's in That's what you expect yeah. from a Rangers team. At yeah. least they showed the reaction. They showed a bit of hunger and they sent the fans home happy. Calvin Bassey was in alongside Conor Goldson. Some people thought Goldson should be dropped after the, the other night. That was never going to happen, was it? He wasn't going to drop Conor Goldson. 
Well, Balogun's injured, Holland's yep. injured. Um, so he played. They're, they're light, and listen, it was an opportunity for Connor to go out because, listen, last season he was exceptional, no doubt about it. He's not hit the, the levels this year. What was said after the game um, shocked a lot of people. Um, not just about the hunger, about the game was finished at 3 1 at half time, which took me by surprise. But listen, he went out and he was commanding last night, and that's all you can ask for. Calvin Bassey did well. Yeah, it was, he was fantastic. Of course, you know, he had to come in last Sunday uh, and he, he did really well. You know, he's a sharp, uh, strong uh, defender. Today, I think he was very brave. Uh, centre-backs did, did really well, you know, also with the full-backs. But, you know, he had a, he had a very good performance, you know, in, in, in marking, in, in pushing the team forwards, in, in his duels, he, he, he did. So I'm really pleased with the... With the way he played today, Simon, your thoughts last night on Bassey and Rangers in general, two 0 win. Yeah, a couple of changes. I think one forced, obviously, with Balogun being injured. Uh, I think bringing Hadji in as well. I kind of thought he might do that uh, on the back of the game at the weekend. But a professional job for Rangers. I don't think they were really in any danger at any point. I mean, McGregor is a double save at the end, but a comfortable night. And regarding Morelos, I think I think Stevie G would have had his hands with him over the years you know try to keep him on top of his game but sometimes you just need to be reminded as a striker that's what your job is you know don't be venturing too far deep keep yourself at the top end of the pitch he did that and obviously with an assist for the Sparta defender got his second goal but he walks away yep. with two goals last night he should Barry yeah that, that, that's what you expect from yeah. Morelos um, he's been a bit off it there's no doubt about it um, and as I said that's one one player look Morelos is Rangers' best striker. There's no no doubt about it. When he's on his game, he's a, he's a handful. He'll score goals, and he looked to have that wee bit of hunger and determination back, and that's what you wanted to see. But that was all over the pitch. I thought they would have got it with the new manager been in the stand. Yeah, and Sunday, Sunday would shock me. Said that, that's the thing yep. that I thought as well. You know, if I'm a player and there's a new manager sitting in the stand, mm. know that you need to be up for a, a semi final, mm. but that would give you the extra little bit to go and you know, really produce and, G- that, and that was lacking at the weekend. Gary, you were shocked at the weekend, weren't you? The performance on Sunday. I don't know what I was more gobsmacked about. The performance, the result, or Conor Goldson's uh, press conference after it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, every one of them was a total shock. Mm-hmm. But they should have all turned up, you know, they were playing for a manager, they were playing for their spot, but I think they might have had a wee sort of a friend barrier with Stevie G. I don't think he was dropping some guys. I think Joe would drop a guy in a heartbeat. I think he'd be like, look, you're not up to scratch, you're not playing how I need you to play at Europe. But uh, just as the guys were elaborating on there, I think they'd done well with Morelos. He's a goal scorer, leave him up front. Stevie G was trying to bring it into his game, you know, come short, uh, join in the build-up play, but I think the guys are spot on. Leave the guy up front, give him the ball, he's got to score. Yep, listen, that's what number nines are, are in. Yep. The, the team to do is, is score goals and also Arebo. I like Arebo, uh, Arebo when he's let off a leash, when he can get up and support. Um, I like him further forward. He, he, for me, this season has been Rangers' outstanding player. Came uh, close last yeah, night, didn't he, to score? I, I just think yeah. each game he's, he's getting better and better. And Sunday, for me, he was Rangers' best player. I was surprised that he got took off because mm-hmm. he, he was a real threat. Yep. And He's one that I'm sure clubs will be looking at, but he's one player that I would love to see staying at Rangers because I think he's going to get better and better. Gary, Livingston Rangers, what are you expecting on Sunday? 12 o'clock kickoff, we'll be on air. What do you think? What's your scoreline? 
Four nil. Four nil. I think we've got the Dutch courage and we're going to get the deal bounce. So <laughs> I, I, I hopefully that's us now. Well, Cheers, Gary. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. I'm being uh, pulled up here. We've got uh, social media in from Jackie Bird, who's been listening, saying, Paul, you've got mixed up there. It's Bosnia, Herzegovina, <laughs> as opposed to Herzegova, who was the supermodel, Eva Herzegova. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie, for keeping us right there. They're all tuned in. That's they made no the surprise, switch. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I realise I hadn't quite said it properly, but I kind of moved on. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. And she'll be on with Scotland's people up around Christmas time on the Beeb. I saw the today. It's not the same at Hugmanay, though, is it? Since she stopped doing the, no, the Hogmanay program, you, yep. you, you flick it on. You normally see Jackie Bird, uh, Bird at Hogmanay, and I've not seen her for the last couple of years. It's not the same, Paul. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. If you're just tuning in, in the last hour, there's been the draw for the World mm. Cup playoffs Scotland against Ukraine. If, when, if we'll say at the moment we win it, but Barry and Simon reckon we can, we will. Then we play Wales or. Who are we playing? Austria. Austria but yep. you know what I'm like? Take one game at a game time. Game at a time. Listen, yep. Aust- uh, sorry. Ukraine are a, a very good team, Paul. Yeah. Uh, we're very good players. But also, we're a very good team with very good players. And I, I'm I'm confident that we, we can do the job, but it's going to be a difficult game, as I said. The only downside of it's not until March. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in the crest of a wave just now. The boys are really confident. It'd be great if it was in the month of December, but we need to wait in March. But Hopefully everybody's going to be fit and available and if he's got his full squad um, to pick from we'll have a real good chance because bear in mind against the Danes we had three, for me, certain starters out. Grant Hanley who's been exceptional at centre-back, McTominay yep. can play in the back three or central midfield and Artali's man up top, Lyndon Dykes who's been in fire for Scotland so hopefully everybody's fit and available in March and if that's the case I fancy is big time to hopefully get the, uh, the victory. So this time, last night, we were in Europa League action. Celtic kicked off uh, 5.45. They went a goal down, then it was 1-1. Just shows you, Simon, VAR, we need it in this country. And that, that got uh, Celtic the penalty last night, quite rightly. The keeper had clattered yeah. Kyogo. Yeah, it was quite funny. I was, listen- I was watching the game and listening. It was Big John, funnily enough, yep. he was doing the co-coms. Mm. Neither him or the commentator picked up on it. And I'm sitting there looking, thinking, that looks like a penalty. The keeper's punched his head off. And thankfully for us, and I've never been a great fan of VAR, but last night it proved valuable for Celtic. Get the penalty, quite rightly in my opinion. Get yourself back into the game. And Celtic played some really good stuff. And the second goal is a great, you know, release for Joe Hart, breaks down the right. I think it's Kyogo manages to feed it through to Jota. Again, I'm screaming, take a touch. But I know the guy hits it in with his so-called weaker foot. A fantastic finish. And for long spells after that, you know, you're always going to have to defend against a really good team. They've got some good players, fast players. I forget the young 18-year-olds. He was involved, involved in both goals, uh, the second goal and the third goal. I think he's got a, a huge future. So you're always going to be up against it defending. But as I said at the top of the show, I think Beaton uh, picking up that injury really affected the shape of Celtic. And then unfortunately, you lose the, the two late goals. Frimpong as well, threatened Frimpong, for a while yeah. there. Frimpong is looking really good early on as well, fast. Uh, just, you know, building on his, his, his 
debut career at Celtic. He's he's moving forward really well. The, the kid has got a lot of potential as well. But yeah, just from a, a Celtic point of view, disappointing that they couldn't hold on for for something in the game. They couldn't do anything about Beaton going off. He had the injury. He has. Um, transformed his game but he's in his best spell for Celtic isn't he? Well I, I said the other night I, I think he gets some stick from Celtic fans I, I think he's a, a top quality midfielder yeah. I know he plays in the back three for his international team Israel but I think in the centre of the pitch he can handle the ball he's a good size he's a, he's a presence in there and um, I think when he plays in the middle of the park with Callum McGregor I think that's a real good partnership there too Here's the manager speaking um, about it was a tough result to take, he said. It was a tough challenge for us. They're a very good team. Obviously, we're playing them away from home and we tried our best to play our football, but, you know, it wasn't easy, but, you know, we really hung in there. Um, you know, the players showed great determination and resilience to keep working hard, not to, uh, try not to get, you know, away from the way we wanted to play and, and we gave ourselves a chance of, uh, you know, pulling off a, a great result, but... You know, ultimately we just we, we couldn't hang on in the end and uh, disappointing uh, definitely disappointing for the players but at the same time you know it's it's a great again learning tool for us and development we know we're not at this level yet but you know we came here tonight and we're determined to take it to a good opponent I thought we did that Barry uh, he says it's learning are they closer to the level they should be at than they were when they played them in September yeah well the, the result suggests that I mean it was 4-0 at, at Celtic but albeit Celtic had some um, opportunities to score uh, but look they, they must be really disappointed 2-1 up 8 minutes mm. to go and even when they get the equaliser I think you've, you've got to see the, the game out so they'll be um, really disappointed in that um, some of the defending could be better if you've been picky um, maybe Ralston's too tight into the centre halves when the ball uh, gets crossed in for the right hand side it's all lifts and butts but they need to tighten up a wee bit of the back Celtic and if they tighten up they come away with a um, if it's no three points a great point would have been a good point a great point he was asked about the substitutions and he was asked about Jota he was going well we, we took him off because you know, I think both him and James uh, the front three we had worked really hard today and um, I felt that um, you know we needed some, some extra energy particularly in those wide areas and we had you know two good players on the bench to do that so um, I thought it was a good time to, to sort of make the substitutions um, and look he's going well but again you know tonight he saw he's playing against a very good team uh, against good opponents he wasn't able to to maybe dominate the way he usually does and he just needs to keep working at it he's a young guy he's still learning and um, you know he took his goal really well which again shows his quality um, but he's you know there's still other areas he needs to develop and the more we kind of push him and play the football we do then you know the more he'll develop because he wants to you know he knows he's still got a lot to learn a lot to learn Simon what do you <clears> make of the uh, what the manager says about the substitutions do you think it shows there's not enough quality at the moment on the bench is there yeah possibly again it's difficult Beton goes off so that's enforced and then as he's explained there you know James Forrest first start for a while maybe getting a wee bit leggy mm -hmm. tough game to come back into Jota's put a shift in on the other side it's one of the ones Paul see if, if you see the game out it's not questioned. Unfortunately for Celtic, Bayern get two goals. But again, at the time when the, the other players were on the field, Celtic were still having to defend. I mean, uh, Joe Hart made the double save at that point. I think he had a save with his foot when the, the, the player was through on goal as well. So it was a difficult period of the game. And as I say, if they'd seen it through, it would have been questioned. But 
that, that's football, you know. Unfortunately, they get two goals and then everybody says, oh, why did you use the subs? And they had a chance near the end, Barry. It could have been, uh, they could have got the equaliser. What about a Yeti? I think I've said before, I almost feel for him. You know, I know it's £5 million, but can they really depend on him to score in a game like that right. when they really needed it? Listen, he struggled. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you're matching him against Kyogo, who's come in in the summer and been absolute electric um, for Celtic. Scoring goals, movement. He must be an absolute nightmare to play against. He's constantly on the move. And yet he's not that type of player, Paul. Um, and Giamakis, I don't, I don't know, I think he's he's injured. He's missed pre-season. So they, they, they are still light. I'm sure if you asked Postacoglu, he would like to, to maybe bring another another forward player in. Um, but listen, you, see when you... You play teams like Bayer Leverkusen, you've got to concentrate for 92 and 93 minutes because for me, people mention the team Bayer Leverkusen, for me they're a Champions League team. There's no doubt about it. So that's what you've got to do. You've, you've got to f keep fully concentrated for the 93, 94 minutes and if you're not, you're going to concede against a top team. Simon Donnelly, did you find that playing in Europe, the difference in class when you're playing at? One of the giants of German football, they were in the European Cup final, the Champions League final, what, just uh, 2002. What's the difference as a player? You're punished more. Mm -hmm. You're punished more uh, against better teams. I think you see that in the first game against Bayern Leverkusen. Celtic went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them for 20, 25 minutes. Kyogo had a couple of chances through in goal. And you're thinking, this is a, a ding-dong affair here. And then it's a couple of you know, individual errors that are picked up on. I think Turnbull slipped for the first goal. I think Ralston get caught in the ball in the second goal. Now, maybe not being disrespectful to the, the Scottish Premiership, if that happens, you don't get punished as much. But one pass through the Celtic defence and you're 2-0 down at half-time. So it's, mm. it is, as, as Barry says, it's concentration levels. Again, you have to ride your luck a wee bit, which I think Celtic did last night. And they got to that last 10 minutes and you're, you're just thinking, can we get over the line here? And unfortunately, the quality of the opposition shone through. As I say, the, the young lad who... Forgive me for yep. not getting his name yet, but he pulls one out of the air, a fantastic cross to the back post, and then the next one he tees up the lad, albeit it's a great finish for the edge of the box. But th that's the quality you're up against. So, what about the penalty? Barry, Simon, Barry, you first. The Paninka penalty from Juranovic. What did you feel? He took it, a lot he of scored. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. Look, to me, he seems a, a confident player. You don't play with Croatia if you're not a, a very good player, and Juranovic certainly is. Um, we've only seen him at left back I've seen Croatia play a week or so ago and he, he looked really good at, at right back but that, that takes a lot of bottle um, and when I watched it I'm thinking to myself that, that's not going in I thought it was too high to start with but it does it comes it comes in off the underneath the, the crossbar um, and fair play it may do it I don't know if I would have the bottle to do that <laughs> Simon what did you make of it when you're watching it what did you think? Same as is Fergie. I think yeah. the elevation, as soon as it left his foot, I thought, oh, mm. this is close. And thankfully for him and everybody connected to Celtic at the underside, I think Zidane is the famous one in it mm. in the yep. World Cup mm. final. Uh, they're good when they come off. They're good when they come off. I did one for St. Johnson down at Palmerston. And did it come off? It did indeed. <laughs> I think we were 3 0 up at the time, so there wasn't much pressure on me. But it's one of those things. If it comes off, it's brilliant. If not, you look. Uh... Yeah, but it just shows you the confidence he's yeah. got. I think he had a wee bit of time as well. See, sometimes mm -hmm. when you've got a penalty and you've got a wee bit of time mm -hmm. before the referee actually blows the whistle between the VAR and everything else, I think that puts a wee bit more pressure on you. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
what he showed ultimate coolness. You both spoke about the standard, the quality when you're playing somebody like Bayer Leverkusen and the manager spoke about that after the game. My main thoughts are around how do we get to this level. I mean, this is where we want to be, you know. It's not that I discount the fact that we're in the conference league, but we want to be competing at this level with these teams and all the group games. We, we've kind of slowly become a better side, you know, dealing with, with you know, the best teams in this competition. And, you know, that's where my thoughts are, is that how do we bridge that gap? You know, I want us playing against the best in the best competitions and there's still a little gap there. And so, you know, we've got to continue to build through that. The conference will give us that opportunity, I think, to, to maybe playing in di different conditions against good teams when there's a lot at stake in, in European football. Can we stand, hold up and, and stand up against against the best? So that's that's what's important to me. Barry, yep, yeah, European football after Christmas, but it's the conference league. I know Tottenham struggled last night. 2-1, they lost against... Uh, 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 see if you look at both Rangers and yep. Celtic, you look at Celtic with Bayer Leverkusen, that, that's a level up. Same way Rangers and Lyon, that's a level up. They're, they're the teams that you need to try and get to the level. Um, the other teams in both Rangers and Celtic group, I think they can match no problem. Um, but they're the teams that they may they may not reach because for me, they are. To, uh, you mentioned both of them, Bayer Leverkusen and Lyon. Yeah, Ultimately, I think Champions League. They're Champions League teams. They've got top players. Um, and he's just been honest there, Postacoglu. He, he's saying that they're, they're not at that level yet. And it's similar with Rangers in terms of going and playing against Leon. You've seen that in the first game. Leon were, were just that bit better than uh, that bit better than Rangers. And that's what happens when you come up against top teams. Barry Ferguson, Simon Donnelly, Paul Cooney. And your calls will take more now on 08, 08 17, 17 700. We're going to hear from Calvin Bassey, more from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Steve Clark. We're going to hear from the Scotland manager too. That's coming up next. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan... Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof. Ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! The weekend starts here. The Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson, Simon Donnelly, Paul Cooney and Logia calls coming in on 0808 17 17 700. We now know Scotland will play Ukraine in the World Cup playoff. And if we win, we're going down to Wales or to Vienna. So it's Wales or Austria. <laughs> no flags on me, but <laughs> we're going to Vienna. Yep, so let's hope we are, but I know you don't want to speak about that until it's confirmed. Here's Stevie Clark speaking about the draw. It'll be a tough game. I don't think it matters who we're going to get in the semi-final draw. It's always going to be tough. So we'll go away, we'll do our homework on Ukraine and try and come up with a winning formula. I think at the moment, the way the team's playing, the, the confidence the boys have got at the moment, we've been happy to play anybody anywhere. The home leg, full house, we've seen the, the value of that in the last two home games against Israel and Denmark. The home crowd should give us a, an extra boost, but 
go down to the lads on the pitch as to what actually happens in the game. On the line now, we have uh, Gordon from the Tartan Scarf. Gordon, great to hear you back on again. Uh, are you still, you still get that glow from the win over Denmark? Oh, of course, absolutely. This is just, this is genuinely the best time I've ever known as a as a Scotland fan. Um, I think you'd have to wind the clock back to when when Barry uh, turned over Ukraine at Hamden in 2007 for the last time that we had results that just feel so good to be a Scotland fan. So what did you feel when it came out then? When you saw Ukraine? Was part of you slightly... Well, oh, could have been an easier no, one. No, yeah. no, you know, honestly, honestly, it could have been a lot, lot worse. Mm-hmm. I think you look at the, the path that we've got in terms of our semi and the other semi, mm-hmm. I think whether you're sitting in Glasgow, in Vienna, in Kiev or in Cardiff, I think you're feeling that your chances of getting to the World Cup have just gone up tonight because there's no Italy, there's no Portugal, there's no trips away to Russia. So, you know, it could have been a lot worse and I feel I feel very content with where we're at. Here's the manager speaking about the draw. No, no, all good teams. That's what I'm saying about the draw. There's nothing to get too excited about. We knew that whoever we were going to get was going to be a tough draw. So Ukraine is, is up there with the, the toughest. And then from that, we, we know Wales have done really well recently. We know the Austrians well because we played them in the group stages. It's something for everyone to focus on, think about over the winter months and, and look forward to some good games in March, hopefully. Gordon, I'm just thinking if you've got the tartan scarf there because Barry's got football tonight. He's off to Renfrew um, because your boy's playing in a final. Tonight. Yeah, and it's yeah. freezing cold. It is indeed, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I'll go and watch him and hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll win the final. Um, isn't that amazing? It's normally bad luck yeah. when I go and watch him. Is it? Yeah. He normally loses, so hopefully that changes tonight. Let's hope not. Tonight, 7 30. Renfrew Juniors. Yep. Yep. You're just letting everybody know when I'm going. Oh, sorry. I'll have a bit too much. Right. <laughs> um, That's but right. Barry, what about the manager, though, and the transformation that he's brought about in the last two years? Listen, I'm a bit like Gordon. I don't want to be overconfident, but I wasn't too concerned who we were going to get. Mm. I haven't been honest with you. I mean, I'm respectful of the teams that we could have got because <clears> they're all good teams, hence the fact they're in the playoffs. But the way that this group of players have progressed under Stevie Clark and certainly um, the last double header. I know a lot of people are going to say it's only Moldova, but I thought we went over there, really professional performance. And then I thought against the Danes, as I mentioned at the start of the show, I thought we were exceptional. Um, and the teams that we could have got, Ukraine, have got very good players, but I keep going back to it, so have we. I look at our squad, I look at Andy Robertson, I look at Kieran Tierney, I look at Billy Gilmer, Callum McGregor, I can go on and on. We have got some top quality players, so that's the reason why going to be respectful to Ukraine, but I'm very confident we can get to that final. And if it means a trip down to Cardiff or over to Vienna, we'll be there. so be it. Yeah, but first and foremost, we need to make sure we do the job against Ukraine, but... I'm sure Stevie Clark will do his homework, as he's mentioned, and his his presser there, and the boys um, will be um, tuned in. And then you're at home, fifty-two thousand Scotland fans. Well, there'll be a few thousand Ukraine fans, I would imagine. But that atmosphere against the Danes, I only watched it on the TV, but it sounded absolutely electric, and I'm sure it'll be the same against Ukraine. God, and that is going to be a sellout, isn't it? Will you have your ticket? Yeah, oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. definitely yeah. will be. Um, I, I was the, I was lucky enough to be there for the game against Denmark, and Barry's absolutely spot on. The atmosphere was unbelievable, but all that was doing was reflecting the performance on the pitch. And honestly, probably the most confident, competent, 
an exciting performance I can ever remember a Scotland team putting in. I mean, there was no backs to the wall. There was no nerviness, really. We, we controlled the game and deservedly won against a really, really good side. And Barry, Barry's absolutely right that every team that's gotten to this stage to get in the playoffs is a good team. We're all in about the top 20 teams in Europe by finishing in the, in the top two in our groups. So we're all good teams. We all deserve to be there. But no team will want to come to Hamden in th- playing this team in this form with that atmosphere. No chance. So, yeah, feeling feeling very good about where, where we're at. Gordon, I'm going to ask you about Qatar in a moment or two. I don't want to jump too many fences, but Simon, I'm with Barry, I'm with Simon. Brilliant careers, playing at the highest level, but you never got to a major tournament. But, uh, you know, I was lucky oh, enough... Oh, oh, yeah. well, Hold on. World Cup 98. You were indeed. I was in the squad. That's probably yeah, you're in the squad. Never, no, never, I, never it, it was the age thing, because you, you haven't changed. You know, I thought you were just maybe just too young for it, but... Beg your pardon, you were indeed 98. 98. Long time ago. Thankfully, we've obviously qualified for a, a national, uh, a major final since. What was it like to be in the squad? One of the highlights of my career. You know, it's over in France. I always say it was the best unpaid holiday that I've ever been on because you're over there, we're training in the morning. Fantastic hotel. Went to a few of the games. Our games were we opened it, obviously, against Brazil. Mm-hmm. I just like to go on the pitch, obviously say I'd play that one but to be part of the squad was great and I think it captures the imagination of the country like it did in the summer and we want more of that because this is what we can bring to the party I think looking back on the summer I think we we probably could have done better Mm -hmm. and I think now we're hitting a bit of form that we expected to have shown in the summer and I think we're going to get better because as Barry rhymes off the players there I think they can only get better. The likes of John McGinn is improving all the time. Yeah, I never even mentioned John McGinn. And he's, but he had two yeah, brilliant, brilliant games. I yep. mean, Moldova away, was, I think he's bringing his game to another level. You've got Patterson at Rangers that's going to get more game time. Little Billy Gilmore, I think we missed him in the game against Croatia because he, he mm. was superb against England. So we're only going to get better. Uh, we've got a great chance. It's a home game. Hamden will be absolutely buzzing. And I've just got a wee inclination that we'll end up playing Wales just from history. Mm-hmm. history. I think we yep. might end up with yep. Wales. See, see the great thing about this squad as well? That this squad can be together for the next 46 years. Mm-hmm. And they've been together for the last two years under Stevie Clark. Look, it's been a slow burner at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we weren't doing so great. That's hence the fact Steve Clark got the job. But you can see the progression mm-hmm. and you can see the confidence building all the time with this group There's of players. Options now as well. Che yeah. Adams, that's the best yeah. I've seen him play for. Scotland. Yeah, but I thought his goal was now up front as well. So I thought his goal was a brilliant goal. He cut across the defender. Obviously, the guy's chased back. He's cut across him and he slotted it into the bottom left-hand corner of the the goalkeeper. But this group of players, and you see now John Souter, for me, had a tough couple of years with his Achilles Mm. injuries. Mm. He came in. He looked if he'd played twenty-five international games. Um, so he's got a real selection headache coming in, in March if everybody's available but the group of players that he's got now he's been the best group in a long long time with a lot of quality great names Gordon aren't they there's a litany of players now for the manager to choose for this game in March have you been to a World Cup I'm not going to make any assumptions Gordon and what, it mean, what would it mean to you to go back, uh, I yeah. I haven't I haven't actually watching um, Scotland at France '98 on TV. I was nine years old. That was kind of what formed my emotional bond with the national team. And I'm one of those kind of weirdos who's more of a national team fan than a club team fan. Yeah. And that's what did it was getting to watch Scotland at a major finals. And hopefully that's what a whole new generation of young people got this past summer. 
And I think on the Euros, I would say this team, I, I accept we've got phenomenal players, but what we have now is a phenomenal team. Yeah. And this team, they needed to go to the Euros. They had a month together to live together, to train together, to work together. And we've seen the benefits since the fact that we've run off six wins in a row. You know, no Scotland manager this century has had that opportunity mm -hmm. to have that amount of time on the training ground with his team. And that's why we're doing so well now is because we went through that Euros experience. We didn't get the results we wanted, but I don't think we'd be getting the results now if we hadn't gone to the Euros in the summer. You, you can sense, I don't know if Simon agrees with me, see when you're watching them doing interviews when they're away in international duty, they look of their, their absolute buzzing to be there. Now yep. Simon will tell you it's tough seeing when you're away for 10 days, especially during COVID times as well. There must not be a lot to do. They've got to stay in their own bit of the, the hotel. But this group of players, to me, it's like a club. Aye. I think God makes a good point there actually yep. being away at a Euro finals the experience of mm -hmm. being away obviously not doing as well probably come away for that chomping at the bit to have another Aye, go disappointing. and they've won six in the bounce but mm. there is there's a togetherness about the team uh, which always helps but most importantly there's a there's a real mm. talent mm. you know we've got some real quality players and I'm glad they're, they're showing that now because I've kind of been banging that drum for a few years and unfortunately we didn't quite get there but we have got good players mm -hmm. and look at the level they're playing at they're playing at some top yep. top clubs we're talking about Liverpool's Arsenal's mm -hmm. Chelsea's with, with Charlie Gilmore John McGinn for me he's one of the you, you watch Aston Villa and he's a standout every yep. time you watch and he's been an absolute standout for Scotland Callum McGregor's a leader in it at Celtic Sid's mentioned Nathan Patterson mm -hmm. I think he can go on to be whatever he wants to be He's got everything in the locker. Um, Craig Gordon, what was Craig Gordon, 30, 39, it looks like he's playing like a, a 29 year old. Better than ever, isn't yep. he? And then yeah, you've yep. got Lyndon Dykes, who mm -hmm. what, what a find he's yeah. been as well, um, a couple of years ago. Um, and Shea Adams as well. So we, we've got real quality throughout, uh, throughout that group. We certainly have. Simon, we spoke earlier about you know the, the jumping class from going from the Premiership to European football. But you were there. What about the attention in a World Cup finals then? And now that I recall having been over there it's, it's, and you in the squad, but can, can you give us an insight? What was that like? Because the opening game, we were playing Brazil, June I watched a bit. something on the TV. Yeah. Oh, did you see it? I, I watched that. Yeah, was it? I watched yeah, it. You, you were 12, were <laughs> you? I'd say about 10. Uh, yeah. Gordon, Gordon, did you see that on the telly? I did. I, I yep. ran home from primary school to get home in time. <laughs> You're making me feel old, yep. Gordon. Thank you. <laughs> but there was a documentary yep. on TV. Yep. Um, it was. It was good. good I watched footage, it. Actually, it was good to kind of watch it and reminisce. So put it in context. What, what's it like then? So you you were playing at Celtic. Uh, you were in the squad, and you went to the World Cup finals. Yeah, just probably the pinnacle of my my career as a kid. That's what you want to do. But I think back then in '98, there wasn't as much social media. So. No. You, you didn't really feel... The only time we felt it was when we turned up at the Stade de France for the first mm -hmm. game and you seen the Tartan Army and I think everybody was there. Mm -hmm. With the kilts on? With the kilts on. We, yeah. we, we turned up. It was a, a well-kept secret that we were going to wear the kilts out for the, the opening ceremony. Yeah. And, you know, the reception we got off everybody, even the Brazilians, was, you know, it, it gives you goosebumps. But... I don't think you could keep that secret nowadays because somebody would have leaked it you know, on yep. Instagram or Twitter or 
whenever when you're getting fitted out at Slater's or whatever yeah, it, was, it, was, it was all kept <laughs> yeah. in the dark until the day and that really that made it for us uh, and we pushed Brazil close I think did you wear it properly yeah. nothing underneath yeah yep. Very warm. Well. <laughs> Gordon, you'll want to wish the women all the best tonight. Scotland against Ukraine, and then uh, it's going to be a long winter for you, waiting for March and the match with uh, Ukraine men's. Well, absolutely, yeah. Like I'm, I'm literally standing here. I've got my shoes on. I'm ready to go to Hamden <laughs> to watch Scotland against Ukraine in a World Cup qualifier. I mean, just feels kind of um, feels familiar somehow. Um, but yes, hopefully, women's national team um, defending a hundred percent record in World Cup qualifying. And do you know what? The women's games at Hamden have been brilliant. I love that they're back at Hamden. I love that the ticket pricing is so competitive. I mean, if you're in the sports club, you get tickets for free. I mean, they're doing everything they can to get a great crowd behind the women's team, who are a great team with fantastic players themselves. Um, and yeah, and then we, we go back to following our boys at their club teams. Hope everyone wraps themselves in cotton wool over the winter and, uh, and we'll see everyone back in March. Gordon from the Tartan Scarf. Great to speak to you. The news is next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! A full card this weekend on Sunday. We're on from 12 when Livingston kick off against the Champions Rangers and Celtic at three against Aberdeen. Tomorrow we're with Simon Donnelly, we're with Barry Ferguson... And Simon and Barry, we're looking forward to Dundee against Motherwell at three, Hearts against St Mirren, Ross County against Dundee United and St Johnson against Hebs. And elsewhere, Barry, it's the Scottish Cup tomorrow. So your own Aloha up against uh, the juniors, Bonnie Rig Rose. Some some great games tomorrow. Could that be a tough one? Yeah, yeah. there's a potential banana skin. I know Bonnie Rig pretty well. We've obviously yeah. been in the Lowland League. Yep. Um, their manager's um, Robbie Horn. Um, I know pretty well. He's got a good team with good players. So... I spoke to the players last night and um, I warned them that it's not a case of just turning up. We need to make sure we're bang at it and if we are, we'll have a, a real good chance of winning the game. If we're not, we'll get turned over. So we're, we're expecting a, a tough, tough um, game. As you know, Scottish Cup, it can bring <coughs> up some surprise results and we don't want to be one of the teams. There's nothing like a Scottish Cup final day. You love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finals. Yeah, I yeah. thought you'd go... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we'll get the Scottish Cup final, um, <laughs> but no, listen, it's a special cup. Yeah. It holds special memories for myself. I was lucky enough to win it five times. Um, and I always enjoy, I always enjoy playing in it and I always enjoy managing in it. So hopefully we can get the right result tomorrow and progress into the are next you, round. Are you at home? At home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Simon, what about you in the Scottish Cup when you were playing with Celtic? Yeah, I didn't win as many as Barry. Managed to win one. Uh, but yeah, just a, it's a national... Cup, the main cup. Uh, Which one did you win? When was it? Which Scottish, game? 1995. We beat Airdrie. Airdrie. It was a Van Hoydonk. Forgettable game apart from that was the highlight of the game. Yeah. It wasn't much of a game. But again, suppose I just dare to win finals, aren't you? It's uh, the same. Uh, Make exactly. sure you win it. We were talking about that, like semi-finals. I think I played probably about seven or eight semi-finals, whether that was League Cup or, or Scottish Cup. I don't think we played well at all. No. It was just a case of making sure you get the result and get into the, the final. Yeah, 100%. Rangers are through in the Euros last night. It was a good win for them in the Europa League. 2-0 uh, against Sparta Prague. Here's Giovanni van Bronckhurst speaking about his return as manager at Ibrox. Yeah, it was incredible. Very special to be back at the club. You know, not as a player, but as a, as a manager. 
I had wonderful uh, European nights, wonderful memories of my time here. Going out uh, for the first time as the as the manager is is something special for me. Of course, you want to win. I think that was the most important thing today uh, to win the game. Uh, you know, by by a margin of two because then we were true, truly, really special. I enjoyed every moment of it. It's always special to have the first game as a manager. Uh, at Ibrox, I was really happy that we could give the the fans a, a game we uh, we did today. Cammy's on the line, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Cammy. Hi guys, good evening. How much did that make up for the weekend last night? How did you feel after the victory? Oh, it was, it was a brilliant result last night, but not always the result. I think the performance is for me the best one that Rangers have put on this season. I think for most of the game they were in total control. I think Sparta had that chance for. Alan McGregor done a fantastic double save, but I think for me last night that was Rangers' strongest performance of the season, and to keep a clean sheet as well was uh, was fantastic. That was the norm last season, wasn't it, Barry? Yeah, Cammy yeah. makes a good point. Um, Rangers were built on clean sheets last year. Um, that's not been the case this season, so it was it was brilliant to see that they they kept a clean sheet. But in, in terms of European nights at Ibrox, the atmosphere is amazing. Uh, I used to love European nights. Um, right up there with old firm games but the most important thing for the group of players was showing a response because um, listen they, they got it in the neck Monday um, from all over the place and rightly so because it's not good enough from Rangers but last night it was important that they, they got a win and they've done it in style 2-0 and they progressed into the um, they progressed into the last 32 is, it? is that right? Yeah. so that, that's the most important thing for Giovanni he said he was proud of his players. Very proud of the of the team, how they reacted uh, after Sunday. And although we only had you know two training sessions, I think they did uh, the game plan really mm. well, creating a lot of danger uh, to score and to create chances. Very happy. Of course, the second goal uh, you know made us through to the next round, which was the the ultimate goal for today. First, the win, but second, if we could qualify today, we should do it. So we achieved that one, and it's. Uh, for us as a club, fantastic to be again uh, involved in uh, in Europe after after the winter break. Because Simon Donnelly, that could have been a tricky one last night for Van Bronckhorst. I mean, a fantastic reputation. What a player he's won almost everything in the game, including playing a World Cup final. Yep. But, you know, nobody could have read the script in advance uh, of Sunday. He was there, but he didn't take any part as manager. He was just observing. So, could have been tough last night. Yeah, I think, there's, I think uh, the real plus is a lot of pressure on Rangers on the back of the disappointment of the weekend. I mean, at clubs like Rangers, you're, you're one or two games away from a crisis if it doesn't go well for you. And, you know, Gio being at the game at the weekend, seeing them going out a, a cup, he was looking for a reaction. And he's only had a couple of days with the team, so, you know, it'll take time for him to get to know exactly what he's got there. He's tweaked it a little bit. They've got a reaction at, at home and they're through. Because if they go out, and they've got a difficult game against Livingston and that pressure, as Barry will tell you, just gets more and more. So he's stopped the kind of negativity from, from Sunday. The, the the Rangers fans will be walking with a skipping their step again today and they get into the game at the weekend. You know, a difficult game at Livingston on the plastic pitch, but he's started his managerial career really good. Cammy, what are you looking to see from the manager? What kind of changes would you effect if you were now Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? Thank you. Um just on this season would be to stop would stop conceding the first goal maybe set up a wee bit better I think Gio said himself there will be changes in the way that the team play which I'm very excited to see considering it has been the same style of football for the past three and a half years obviously under Steven Gerrard and I think it's nice and refreshing to see 
a slightly different stylistically. Obviously, I think the four-three-three format will still be in place, but there's obviously different ways of playing that. And I'm excited. I think the players worked great last night. Was phenomenal. I don't think I've ever seen Alfredo Morelos work as hard. I think there was a complete change in attitude compared to the semi-final against Hibs last Sunday. Barry, big night for him. Obviously, the players are listening. They know they're on trial. Yeah, and I'm sure Gio's had um, a couple of meetings before the game uh, explaining that, um, that he needs more from the players in, in terms of work rate and Cammy's right. That's one thing that that jumped right out of me when I was watching the, the highlights. i never seen the full game because I was obviously training, but the thing that looked to me that they were on the front foot and they were willing to put the, the hard yards in, and that's important for me. It should be a given. Um you shouldn't need to ask players to go and work hard. That's something that disappointed the, the Rangers supporters on Sunday with the team. But last night, that was more like it. That's what you want to see. And now they need to continue that. As Simon says there, they're going to a difficult place on Sunday. They are so tough. They just need to show the same grit and determination they did last night and they'll come away with the three points for me. The manager spoke about Tavernier and Patterson on at the same time which they were last night. It, yeah, that's possible. I mean, of course, you know, we have um, two great uh, right fullbacks. Uh, you know, at times in the past, you know, I used, you know, sometimes two fullbacks uh, in games, especially today. I think when, you know, you saw Prague uh, putting a lot of uh, players forward, so the, the left back was playing almost like like a left winger. So if you have two fullbacks, you know, um, Defending that space is more easy, you know, because Nathan, of course, is also a fullback. Uh, Tavernier, of course, uh, as well. And uh, when you have a winger there in that position, you know, he's not used to that. So uh, I think defensive-wise, um, he did very well in controlling that space. And of course, we know with his, with his uh, always his drive to go forward, he could also be dangerous in in the, in the transition moments. Barry, what's that going to... Is it going to work? Are we going to see the two of them playing together this season much? Well, well Gio's saying it could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with him. Look, I know Tavernier gets a bit of stick at times. I still believe he's a very good fullback. He's the Rangers captain. But and on the uh, flip side of that, you've got a young player, for me, who's ready to play week in and week out, Nathan Patterson. As I mentioned previous um, earlier on in the show, I think he can go on to be... Um, whatever he wants to be in terms of a top, top player. So that's something that, that Gio will need to make a decision on. If it's not going to be um, <clears throat> Tavernier or, or Patterson in the right back, he's he's obviously saying there in, in situations he might play the two of them. Um, so that's something that we need to see what happens in the future. Because Simon, what, what would you, the one sure thing is Nathan Patterson, his performances for Scotland have been superb, no nerves whatsoever, and it's going to be hard to keep him out of the team. Yeah, he's a, I think he's got a really big future, Nathan Patterson. Uh, and I'm not going to blow my own trumpet here, but I actually said this during the week that possibly there was a space for both in the team because good footballers can play more or less anywhere. He's, he's very good going forward, Nathan Patterson. And Tavernier's obviously the captain of the club and he's, he's been holding down the right back position. So why not look to play Nathan a wee bit further forward? I, I like the way... I, w- I was pleasantly surprised when he came on mm. and Joe, he'd maybe thinking outside the box a wee bit. You know, players in different situations. I think the boys got ability to play anywhere on the right-hand side. So at, at this particular point, why not play him there? If that's the only kind of space that they can play him in. Uh, 
maybe he'll fall back to right back but I think really going forward he is a threat and there's there's options there and of course that, that works well for Scotland as well mm. because the, the guy needs game time for, for the Scottish national team as well Cammy. Yeah, Nathan Patterson um, is at, will be hungry now for more minutes in a Rangers jersey because he's, we've seen what happens when he's played. He's, more, he's far more capable, not only for Rangers, but also for the national team. I think he's now, he's, he's now the starting right-back for Scotland after his performances. And I think getting in the Rangers team will be his next big goal, getting regular, regular starts in that Rangers team because that's something he needs to progress. It could be a big offer for him, Barry, in the transfer window in January. Scouts will be watching him in the coming weeks. Could be at Livy tomorrow. I've no doubt about it. If I'm um, a manager down in England in the Premier League, he is one player I've got an eye on. Um, I hope I hope not. I hope sure. it's not the case. Um, we want the best talent. From a selfish yeah. point of view, I want to see the best players and the best talent stay in Scotland. But when you're, he's, he's only 19 um, we've seen when he's played with Rangers he's been um, exceptional and for Scotland uh, I thought in Moldova he obviously got the goal and he, he set up um, Shea Adams for the second goal but I just love to watch him play I just think he's got everything in the locker Paul but doesn't show much fear does he that's no. what I like about him even if a mistake he'll go, he'll go again he's very very on the front foot and positive with everything he does what was the Scotland game um, at home where he never had a great first half that's right, the last yeah. one before the double header was it Austria? Austria, I think it was Austria, wasn't it? Yep. I remember uh, the first half. He, yeah, he, he wasn't, he wasn't sh- great, yeah. and then you think to yourself, right, but this this is the making of young players. So he obviously goes in at half time, and you think Steve Clark might change it. He mm-hmm. comes out in the second half, and he was exceptional in the second half. So that that shows you what yeah. type of mentality yeah. he's got. Also, uh, as Simon mentioned, there he'll give a pass away. He'll make the odd mistake. That's what happens with young players. But do you know what? It doesn't affect him which is brilliant to see. Calvin Bassey did well last night. He was speaking to us afterwards. Obviously, I prefer left-back, but I've said it before in multiple, multiple interviews. Wherever the manager wants to play me, whether it's in goal, whether it's up top, I'm going to go there and I'm going to try to give my best. So just wherever I'm ready to play, wherever preference or not, it doesn't matter to me. I'll just play wherever and try to give everything. Gammy, Simon was saying good players can play anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Calvin Bassey done a fantastic job in a centre-half last night. I think he's he's done uh, wonderfully as well when he's been at left back. Um, also, at the start of the season when Borna Barisic maybe wasn't putting the best performances together, Calvin Bassett came in and he he done a really good job. And he was in the start of eleven, um, and he took over. He took Borna Barisic's place. And I think Bassett just needs to be given more of a more of a possibly run of games. I think he's a very good player, and one that still has to develop. He's still young. What are you thinking for Sunday? What do you think? It could be, it's a potential banana skin, isn't it? The uh, synthetic turf, nobody likes it at all. Cammy, any worries for you? Just, it's always been a fixture that's, that's troubled Rangers, I think. Uh, it, it's always a hard game going, going to Livingston away, but I'm confident Rangers to go and get a result. And are you as confident of winning the league as you were three weeks ago before we heard the news that Stephen Jard was going to England? No, I think... Um, I think with Steven Gerrard leaving Rangers is maybe put the title race back again. But wait and see how. I think Rangers are, I think Rangers made the right appointment with Gio Van Donkhurst. Obviously, you don't want to get too carried away. But this this season, the league title is massive considering the prize uh, prize at the end of it. And how will you remember Steven Gerrard? 
I remember Stephen Gerrard is the, the man who brought back Rangers Football Club. Um, for me, I hadn't seen much success with Rangers because of my age. So he came in and he stopped 10 in a row. And he won a league title. Obviously, the way he left, um, I think left maybe a bit of a bitter taste to myself and the rest of the Rangers fans' mouths. But, but he did do a lot for our football club. And um, I think we'll, we'll all be thankful for that. It was a momentous year, wasn't it? In season four, Rangers, Barry. It was. Listen, there's no doubt he he done great things for Rangers and the Scottish game with his name mm-hmm. coming up here. He, he, he's a massive name, brings the profile up, the, the game up here. But now, we need, the fans need to forget he's away now. Uh, now it's about Gio and his team. Um, and I'm sure the Rangers fans will get behind Gio as they did with Stephen Gerrard. But there's no doubt he'll, he'll go down as a, a legend for what he done last season. Simon? Is it going to make a change, do you think, with uh, Ange Postacoglu, the team getting stronger, certainly in the domestic scene? Do you think it's going to go all the way to the wire in the title? Yes, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a funny old game, as somebody once said, yeah. but after the first game at Tynecastle with Celtic, there was major concerns. It was still early days and a lot of guys, I think Kyogo had just flown in that uh, day. the day before yeah. or that mm. day. And as I say, early, early days. But signs since then have been improvement for Celtic. Uh, they look a real threat and energy going forward. Uh, it's good to watch. And I did say a few weeks back that I think Celtic and Rangers will drop points this year. It won't be a case of Rangers running away with it as they did last year. I, th- I think it will be tight this year. Who's going to win it? Celtic. Simon Donnelly says Celtic. Cammy, what would you say to that? There's no surprise. There's a shock. Yeah. <laughs> There's a headline. Uh, but Cammy is. It's not going to be 25 points either way this season. It's going to be, and actually for the for the media for the neutral, it's going to get down to the wire. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Simon's bang on. I, I still think there's going to be points dropped. Um, it's going to be nip and tuck, and it's going to come down to the final games of the season for me. Jimmy is on the socials already saying, get in there, Simon Donnelly. And uh, nobody asked me who's going to win. <laughs> there's Alec. I've asked you already in the programme, but what you did say right at the start is going to be tighter. Cammy, what's your scoreline on Sunday? Craig? I'll go, yeah. I'll go for a, a 1 0 Rangers victory on Sunday. Okay, we'll speak to Craig after the break. Cammy, thanks very much for joining us on Go. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Barry's got the big jacket on tonight, the manager's jacket, because he's going out to some football and getting ready for tomorrow as well. Look out for that storm coming in, Barry. I think it's more in the east of the country, but it's getting cold. Take care out in the road. Yeah. a good picture here. <laughs> but um, the weekend. Yeah, listen. I'm prepared. I've got a big jacket, got a scarf, Tammy, and uh, the gloves in the car, so I'll be prepared for the night. I ready? Is that what you're saying? You're always ready for yep. the action. Yep. We had Simon Donnelly it's not bad for you, a few moments ago say for you. Simon saying he reckons Celtic will win the title. Well, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Barry Ferguson, what do you think? Who's going to win the title now that there's four points in it? Who do you think? Who do I think? I think it will go all the way. And no, uh, who do you think you, I think? I think you think it's going to be Rangers, <laughs> but it's going to be tight. Yeah, listen, it's going to be tight, but Rangers yeah. will, will nap it in the end. Yesterday it was tight. Celtic 2-1 up, eight minutes to go. Ange Postacoglu, it finished as we know, 3-2 for Bayer Leverkusen. And he's been speaking today about those uh, closing eight, nine minutes. It wasn't so much it went wrong. I just think, you know, obviously 
they were coming at us and, and they got some real quality in their team. And I just felt we lost a little bit of our composure towards the end there, maybe some tiredness. Guys coming on, you know, we didn't make the impact we wanted to because we had some opportunities to create something ourselves and our decision-making wasn't great and we just allowed the pressure to sort of pile up on us. And like I said, they're a good team. And, and you know, if you keep giving them opportunities, they're, they're going to take one. Um, I think in the end we were trying to hold on, but... We just needed to be a little bit more composed, particularly when we had the ball, to control the game a little bit better. But again, that's easy for me to say. It was We hung in there unbelievably well. Joe Hart made some unbelievable saves. We, we were really resilient defensively, um, but ultimately you just got to say that, you know, they, they sort of um, got the better of us in that last sort of 10, 15 minutes. High points for Celtic then, <clears throat> Simon and Barry. In fact, Barry, you're uh, smiling. What are you smiling at? No, I, I've uh, just... The text corner, the text me the address, and he's text me the address, oh. and he says five pound again. Oh, right, okay, I think you're getting <laughs> no comps. No comps. <laughs> Love it. You'd want to pay. I'm raging. <laughs> no, I wanted that comp. We'll get a whip round for him. James, got some money here. Uh, upsides for Celtic. Jota's performance continuing, and uh, he's special. We were asking Barry. Celtic should try to get him tied down. I know he's saying at the moment, Jota, a few days ago in the conference said, but I'm only thinking about playing, not to tie down to any contract. How important would it be for Celtic to sign him permanently? It'd be fantastic. It'd be fantastic. I've followed followed him since he came in. Uh, you're worried with guys like that, technical wide players at times, their end product. And the guy has showed that he's got that in abundance. You know, assists, goals. Uh, he's been a big player for Celtic. And improved game by game and I think it's a good platform for him at this stage of his career to come and play in a Celtic team experience the European nights like he's already did playing big games he's got a final coming up round the corner I think they have to to sign him up I think it would be a major coup for them if they can get him uh, so yeah I would definitely go for him Barry yep yeah, Simon's saying that's a problem sometimes with white players it's their end product but also the level of consistency, wide players, couple of good games, couple of off games, but his levels, his levels been high since he's come in. Um, I, I said about six weeks ago, can he keep this going? And week in, week out, he's one of Celtic's um, best he's, performers. He's, he doesn't look as if he's he's the biggest frame mm-hmm. either. But see, last night he's, he knows how to use his body. Yep. He can protect the ball in tight areas. I think he's he's learning as he goes. What is he twenty one, twenty two? So I think he's only going to get better for Celtic, but yeah, I think it'd be a great bit of business. Mm-hmm. And also with that, I, I look, can he do the dirty side of the game? He tracks back, yeah. he works yeah. hard for the team, mm-hmm. um, which is a plus point. He's not a passenger, is he? No. No, but sometimes you get that with the technical players. Yeah. Having to chase back, they're not really interested, mm-hmm. but one thing about Jota, um, he does go back and, and help his defence out. I went for Rangers last night, 2-0. Someone on the line now who will be much happier than he was when we spoke uh, just after the Hibs result. Craig's on. Craig, good evening. Paul, Barry, Simon. How are you doing? That was uh, much better, I would imagine, you would reckon last night? Aye, definitely. Listen, we, 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 had to, we had to win last night, you know, anyway. Um, and by the two clear goals to, to make sure we'd be uh, still in Europe, but I think it, it was important to to bounce back in the right manner um, because Sunday was unacceptable um, for you know players playing at Rangers Football Club to turn in the kind of performance they did. So there was some questions that had been asked through the week that um, needed answered, and look, there's still 
a way to go to go and do that because there's still other games we need to win. We need to go difficult um, venue to go up to to Livingston um, on Sunday. You know that plastic pitch, which is a nightmare. So that's not going to be a classic game of football, but um, you know need to go and get the win there. And I was I was actually delighted for for Gio more than anything else because I feel like throughout this week unfairly there's been a lot of questions asked about him. Um, because he didn't go into the changing room on Sunday at half time, you know, he was called weak uh, in one of the newspapers, which I thought was ridiculous. So I was delighted he was able to silence some of that, and um, he he got his selection, I think, just about spot on. Um, last night, I, I love seeing Hadji um, starting games because I definitely think he's he's one of the the best players we've got at the club um, in that wing position, and Morelos. Thankfully, was in the right area. He was where he should be, um, and in, in, in the box instead of tracking back in, in the midfield. In my opinion, Barry, you—I mean, your opinion was that um, if it was you, you would have you would have gone in. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. Uh, that was a big question. Everybody was, was yeah. wanting answered. Look, I know Gio. I played with him for three mm. years. I know his high standards, and I just thought with him sitting in the stand, he would have been taking her back with that first 45 minutes and I said I was surprised he didn't get down but mm-hmm. listen Gio's his young guy Gio decided against it mm-hmm. and that's totally up to Gio but in terms of what Craig's saying there about the performance last night he needed a reaction I'm sure I'm sure there was a, a few <coughs> things said um, on Tuesday and Wednesday um, yep. not a lot of time to be fair mm-hmm. he's only got a couple of days to go and work with him but you did see that they gave a reaction and that's the big word. That's the most important thing. They had to go out and show something Sergio, last night. What was he like in the dressing room? Was he quite vocal? No, he was, qu- he was quiet. Was he? Different Led on the pitch. Example, right, so he was quite vocal on the pitch. No, in terms of the way he played, he, he would drive a team forward. Yep. In the dressing room, look, he would say his point but he wouldn't be one of the louder ones. Um, if, I was, if you say something to me, he would, he would give you an answer yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would say if he wasn't happy, but he wouldn't go about ranting and raving yeah. as some of us would do. That's just the type <laughs> of character he is, he is. But he led by example his performances. Because let's be honest with you, when he came in, I didn't know too much about him. Mm. And he was a player. He was a proper player. And you don't go on to he play with Arsenal and, and win the Premier League and then go on, go on to Barcelona and captain <clears throat> the Dutch team. But Look, I'm sure he would have said, listen, that ain't Rangers on Sunday. I've got standards and you've got to meet their standards. And they've done that last night. Simon Donnelly, what do you make of the player that Craig mentioned, Yanis Hadji? Yeah, I like him. I think he's in, in the mould. I was just asking Fergie there of, of, of a Yota, you know, mm-hmm. exciting, can go and win games for you. Uh, and I thought after the weekend, I'd be surprised that he didn't start. I, th- I thought he'd be one that would be found a place for. Uh, last night and that proved the case but I think he's yeah he's one of these ones that you want get him in the final third and he can win games for you mm. Is he Yota? Are you saying not Jota? Because I mean you've travelled well, more than this I have is a, This yeah. is the thing What is it? <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know. Uh, We've been saying Jota but, I just switch uh, it about. I say Yota. Yeah. You say Yota. Yota Right that'll do us You're the international players <laughs> Yanis Hadji um, you know he's We've seen flashes from him. Could he get a run now and be consistent, be as effective as, let's say, Yota is at Celtic? Well, he's one of the players that can make a difference in the mm. final third. I always say that. Like, going back to players, Ryan Kent, Joe Aribo, Morelos, Hadji, guys like that. Um, he, technically, what a left peg he's got. He, he's got hundreds of ability. The only thing he would probably say that he's not got electric pace, yeah. but listen, he's got a great football brain. Um 
and I was a bit surprised that he never played on Sunday but listen he got his opportunity last night and I thought he'd done great for um, Morelis' first goal obviously the ball's been slipped through and he's been in into a tackle um, and knocked it across to Morelos but there's no doubt um, Hadji's got terrific ability um, very technical player and I think he'll be Giovanni's type of player I think so and it's Hadji yeah. Hadji and Yota the same good hair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig <laughs> have you got any worries about Livingston on Sunday? Well, listen, it'll be a, a tough uh, and tight affair. It usually is when you go um, to, to the Tony Macaroni. Um, I'm confident we can get the, <laughs> you, the you, points. Are you on that points? Do you get some admission <laughs> for Tony Mac there for that, that mention of the place? No. You, you're confident to get the win. But I know it's a tough ground. Um, yeah. do, you, do you think we should ban the synthetic pitches? At top level, yes. Yes. That's the top yeah, level. I understand... Yeah. Clubs below yeah. Championship, League One, League Two, yeah. they need it because obviously it's a, an income for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they can rent the pitches out, but I think at elite level football, it's got to be grass. And Livingston have done brilliantly to establish themselves, you know, as a small club um, in the shadow of Glasgow and Edinburgh. What they've done <clears> there is superb. I know it's easy for us to say, Simon, yeah, just get it back to the grass. But would you, if you could, as Barry said, in the Premiership, it should be grass? Yeah. Yeah, I think Agree. so. Yeah. I think so. I think that's, and I'm not saying that's the only reason. Livingston have obviously performed really well over the, the seasons. It's not just down to the surface, but it's not ideal. It's not ideal for top level football. Craig, what's your scoreline for Sunday? Um, I think I'll go two nothing. Um, I think that's a a fair scoreline because very rarely do you go up to Livingston and score mm-hmm. three, four, and five goals. So I'll take a nice two 0 win um, all day long. Did you have a question for the guys, Craig? I know you're a great student of the game. Um, no, I think um, obviously the title races. We talked about that about the you know Celtic winning the league. Do you think that obviously, and you guys will know as players that the best way to to answer critics basically is to go and win games of football. Um, but I wonder if you think that maybe actually that disappointment could be the catalyst to spark. Rangers into life now going forward um, and start picking up that form that we've not seen yet this season because we've been saying that since the start of the, the season haven't yeah, we Barry? I, I know yeah. what I would do I don't know about Simon but a lot of players say they don't read newspapers they, they, they don't listen, um, listen to yeah. radio stations they don't watch the, the TV but you, you know as a player when you've not played well you know when the fan you've let the fans down and you know when you've let yourself down and the best way to do that is going work even harder. I, I just used to knuckle down and know that the next game, hoping that the next game is right round the corner. And luckily for Rangers, they had a game three days later. That that's the best thing that can happen as a footballer. When you have a, a horrible day at the office, a horrible result, the best next thing is a game as yeah. soon as possible. And that's that was good for Rangers to get that game and get that result. And at home when you're under a wee bit of pressure and they know at the start of the game that the fans are going to be on them if they don't start well but they really started in the front foot that was the, the main objective clearly for Gio it was as soon as that whistle goes right at them they done that they got the goal early doors and the fans get behind them and they got the win The spark was back last night for Rangers Simon It was I'm just curious to. so after a bad game would you ever went on Instagram and apologise to 
no. <laughs> I, I used to read the papers because you know what it's like the next day just uh, to see right. No, I'm just joking. A I'm four or five out of ten. Yeah. But I, th- I think it. I think the I think the thing is, as as Barry says, we have we are you do you just go and work harder you have to work harder and react to the disappointment uh, try and put that behind you because every game you have to win every game Celtic or Rangers you have to win mm. and the pressure's always there but I think the good thing for Van Bronckhurst after Sunday is they get the reaction and it was a big game because they're now in the knockout stages once again in the Europa League Craig what is it that's happening with our goalkeepers you know 39 years old uh, people said maybe could have done a bit better with one of the goals against Hibs but what about Alan McGregor last night top class oh it's an un- unbelievable um, that, that save he made um, and you know, sticking about it, we had to win 2-0 you know, mm-hmm. by the two goals so it's a big save um, and I mean the first one's good enough I'm not sure how at his age <laughs> you know he was able to get his leg up very make the second one without putting his hip out be honest with you um, <laughs> <laughs> He's got chicken legs as well. Is that right, Griggsy? <laughs> He's still got the leg up though. But see if you ask Griggsy, knowing him as I do, yep. he would be disappointed with the Martin Boyle goal. Really? Yeah. Because he's got high expectations, he's got high standards. Yeah. He'll be disappointed with that. But listen, don't uh, the quality of that guy as a goalkeeper, the amount of games that he's he's got points for Rangers, and last night he just shown that he, he still got plenty in the tank Alan McGregor the first one I expect him to make mm-hmm. it because it's quite close by but that, that second one with the foot is a brilliant save were you a wee bit insulted that he said he doesn't read your excellent he column does. on a Saturday <laughs> he, in the ring and listen, more importantly I know what he's like. go radio I know what yeah. he's like listen he's, he's um, is he tuning in yeah he's he'll he'll know what's been said and he I told you he'll be one of the guys in the dressing room that will say listen mm. the amount of flack we're getting here we need to go out there and go and prove a point to make sure that we are um, doing our job for, for Rangers. He would have been one of the ones in that dressing room, no happy. He would have been um, saying a few home truths, which I think is needed at times. And look, it's obviously worked because they've got a reaction and uh, with a, a brilliant result last night. Is he enjoying the show? He likes it. He's made the switch he five in the evening. The show about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, thanks very much. Enjoy the weekend. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Thank Cheers, you. Guys, all the best. Thank Cheers. you. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. It's the Friday evening edition, quarter to seven Polkany. With football legends Barry Ferguson, former Rangers and Simon Donnelly, ex-Celtic and St. Johnson too. We've got uh, your litany of clubs. Who else as well? Partick Thistle. Partick Thistle, yeah. yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, of course. And Dunfermline, yeah. I'll tell you, um, we turn around there at Dunfermline, you feel for Peter Grant, but uh, Yogi doing well. He's got a big game tonight as well. Yeah, Yeah. uh, old teammate. Both old teammates, actually. Uh, Sad to see Peter obviously losing his job, but wish Yogi all the best there, yeah. Good club. Yep, a lot of games on tonight. If you're just tuning in, you know probably, or you might not, Scotland are going to play Ukraine in March. And if we win, then we will play either Wales or Austria away. And Barry, we were hearing from Stevie Clark. He said, you're not going to be distracted by all the noise about thinking about Wales or Austria. We'll be focused on Ukraine. No, we certainly won't be distracted by it. Like I said before, we always we always treat our immediate opponents with the utmost respect. So that's what Ukraine will get. They'll get 
all our respect, we'll approach the game with a bit of humility and we'll do, we'll do as well as we can. After that, then obviously over the, the winter months, we'll have to prepare for either Wales or Austria. And we'll make sure that we're well prepared for that if we manage to get through the first game. We see on Sky there, they're looking at Qatar. Will we be there, Barry? What do you reckon? I know you like to look one game at a time. I think you reckon we could well be. Yep, I, I think we'll make it. Good. Yep, I'm yep. confident in this um, group of players and we're just watching on Sky just now, the, the stadiums. Um, they look unbelievable. So um, hopefully the the guys could get there and the Tartan Army go over to support the, um, the national team in Qatar. Would be amazing. Um, the good news, Italy and Portugal, only one of them can make it. And Simon, that could be significant for us. Yeah, uh, I'm just happy that we've avoided that side of the, the draw because both those teams are, are excellent. It's a shame that one's going to miss out actually yep. on the, the World Cup finals, but that's the way of the draw. And as I say, just hope that we can get there. Ronaldo, of course, since we last saw you, now at Man United, so much has happened. Uh, they want Pochettino, but there's going to be um, an interim manager between now. Can you believe that the biggest club in the world has ended up in this position where they, they lost out in Conte by, what, four weeks, three weeks? Yeah, it's a funny funny merry-go-round the old managerial circuit with, with football at times. Uh, there goes Conte last night and loses yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in, in the, the Europa Conference League. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's strange. I, th- I feel sorry for Solskjaer because I, I liked him as a player and I thought, you know, the, the players at times, as we touched on there, too quick to apologise after the event. Maybe just do it at the time mm. and keep the guy in the job. But it'll be interesting to see who takes takes over there. Rajnik is coming in as uh, the... Do you know what yeah. I've always wondered? Like, if the teams don't do well, it's always the manager that gets sacked. Why do the players? Yeah, it's always the too many of them. Uh, yeah. You know, with the manager, because it's yeah. one person. But well, uh, yeah, you're right. Simon's right. See all yep. this coming out in the pause. Oh, sorry, we'll, sure. we'll, mm. we'll, um, we'll get back to playing well next week. I, I, I'm not buying into that. Simon, we go back into football management. Of course, you were at Brecon for a short time with Mark Wilson. <laughs> Great hilarity <laughs> no, for some people want elsewhere. To, you want but in a yeah. shot? I know. No, Tell me. No. no, would you not go back? No, no. no. Why? Like, uh, just because when when I was in it, the the good times were good. Uh, it was frustrating for me at one or two clubs towards the end and no, I've just got other interests now. I'm much easier talking about it this side of the fence than being on the front line like this man here. Yeah, Barry, you're on the front line but you never show the strain. You're always fresh. You're ready for it here at Go Radio. But, you want to uh, see me on a Saturday at five o'clock. <laughs> <Really? Yeah. laughs> How is the door? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, no, it's fixed now. I know. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's sorted now. Yeah, but listen, it's, it's got its ups and downs and yeah. Simon will tell you when... When it's the ups, it's, it's brilliant. But the downs, becomes lonely at times. Um, a lot of people don't realise that. Um, it's yep. just, uh, it's, it's built inside you. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I can I understand what Simon's saying, that that's, that's him done with it. I understand um, the reasons. Mm. And there's quite a number of people like that, but I'm still the crazy one that's, that's doing it. And thriving on it. Right, tomorrow, who's going to be the crazier, happier manager? Dundee against Motherwell. So Motherwell, great results last week. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to go with Motherwell. That was yep. a brilliant result against high-flying hearts. Um, yep, Motherwell, he won the game up at Dens Park. Yep, I think you called that right last weekend. He was in great form. He got yeah. them all right, apart from Rangers. Um, but he got the rest right. What do you reckon, Simon? I think Motherwell as well. Yep. I think they've mm-hmm. turned a little corner. They took a wee bit of a... A doing off Rangers a few weeks back but mm-hmm. since then good result with Pitaudry as well uh, beat Hearts I think they'll keep keep the win run going What's your insight as a great striker of the past Lee Griffiths 
could he come back I see James McPay was trying to get something out of him saying you know maybe he could play for Scotland again do you think Lee Griffiths will hit the heights for Dundee I think he's still capable of doing it in the Scottish Premier League I think when you get to that stage of your career and hopefully Lee realises himself you've not got much time left and you, you maybe start to I certainly did from 30 to 35 try to savour it more because you know it's coming to an end I still think he's got the ability uh, but it's down to him really to go and show us now show us his ability show that he's fit and score goals for Dundee Tencastle Hearts against St Mirren Simon what do you expect to see there Hearts will go in favourites but uh, yeah, Jim Hearts got off to, they've got off to a great start mm. to the season uh, topping the table I think they'll get back to winning ways I think Hearts will win at home a couple of goals in it do you think or uh... possibly St Mirren St Mirren stuffy as well yeah. I think maybe mm. the winner by one by one goal Barry what do you reckon yeah, parts at home, Tyne Castle, full house, brilliant place to play football. Um, I'm going to go with Hearts to get back to winning wins, but it'll not be easy because Jim Goodwin's um, they're a, mm. a well-drilled unit at Murnock. It's not going to be a walkover, it'll be a tight one, but Hearts for me. So well organised. You're both agreeing so far. So Ross County against Dundee United, though, Barry, what do you reckon? I'm going to go with Dundee United. Uh, yep. Yeah, I know Ross Fun County course. had a great yep. result midweek against Hibs. Hibs. Yep. What, that, that was always going to happen result? yeah I that heard was, you and Davey the other night yeah, with Rob yeah. it was always going to happen but brilliant win for them but for me Dundee United great result of the weekend mm-hmm. um, against Aberdeen I think they'll continue it but that'll be a close one as well Simon up at Dingwall yeah think? I think that'll be yeah. close as well both good results uh, I think Dundee United beat Aberdeen last weekend both going into it on the back of a win I've scribbled down a home win here so I'm going to right. stick with it I think Ross okay. County at home it can be tricky and I think yeah. on the back of the win against Hibs I think they'll, they'll win again Okay and St Johnson against Hibs they were both in action last weekend against different teams of course in the cup semi-final Barry who do you fancy Saints or the Highbies who are I'm the going Jekyll for a Hyde? draw in this one you going for a draw score yes. draw score draw yeah. one each what about Martin Boyle and uh, Kevin Nisbet maybe more importantly yeah, for Scotland uh, look, Martin yep. Boyle I don't know if Simon agrees with me I think over the last couple of years he's just um, he's went up a notch or two mm-hmm. um, certainly playing through the middle he's a different player good to see Kevin Nisbet albeit I was screaming at the telly because he was good um, against Rangers but he's had a tough time but a lot of people don't know a few personal problems as well but good to see him back to his best but for me this is a draw a draw Simon Donnelly what do you think? I'm going to go with St. Johnson. Ah, your old I club, think, is again, it? tough McDermott Park. Uh, I think we bit unlucky against Celtic last week, defended really well. The Cup special had to give up their, their reign of Cup champions. I think St. Johnson will beat Hibs. And yet Jack Ross, I mean, they're in a terrible run. The, crazy, the crazy thing the is, league. Paul, you, they, they play so well. Yeah. After being in a bad run, they play so well against Rangers and then he'll be turning his head out, Jack mm. Ross, going to Dingwall and losing. So... Yeah, it's a tough place, McDermott. I think St. Johnson maybe. And he's got a few missing as well. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, he got two. Yep. They two players sent off. Yeah, yep. um, they've got. They're appealing one of them. Appealing I'm, not yep. I'm going to yep. stick. I'm going to stick with a draw. That's right. Martin Boyle was uh, after the full time whistle, so they're not appealing that one. Okay, but you're going to st- stick with it tonight. What do you reckon? Scotland to continue in a winning way against uh, the women against Ukraine. Scotland win tonight. Yeah, I'm going to go with Scotland to win to continue their good form. Good luck to the team, Simon. What do you reckon? Seven thirty-five at Hamden. Yeah, always. I think the Scottish women's team are on a real good run at the moment, so I think they will set the ways for the for the men's team in March. Let's Home hope win. so. Right. So Sunday, 
We're here. I'm with Davy Proven and Craig Moore. Craig was at the match last night. Oh, he was all suited and booted. I saw him shoving the tie on just uh, yeah, after the programme. Yeah, somebody sent me a, a picture. Uh, how's he looking what good? Was his, yeah. What was his tin float like? Was it, it, okay? it was good. No, it was good. Yeah, very good. Of course it was. Is he a good dresser? Yeah, no. <laughs> he's Australian. <laughs> so Livy against he's one Rangers. one of the guys that yeah. doesn't bother, so you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so 12 o'clock on Sunday. Simon, what do you reckon? What's the scoreline, Livy? Rangers. I think Rangers will find it really difficult, but I still think they'll get the job done. Mm. I, I don't, the plastic pitch and everything that comes with going to play in that fixture, but I think Rangers will win the game. And scorer? 2-0. 2-0, OK. Yeah. Barry, what do you reckon? High yeah. noon. Yep, yeah, Rangers, um, I think, will win the game. It's tough plays with the surface, but they've got that surface at the, the training centre, mm. so I would imagine they would be training on it tomorrow to get used to it. Is that what they do? They, they spend a bit more well, time on the on I the imagine so. Sure. If I was playing yeah, on plastic, sense, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I was playing on plastic pitch yeah. on, on Sunday, I would, I, would, um, I would do the session on the Astro Turf at the training centre so for me yep continue it I'll go Rangers 1-0 Rangers 1-0 and then 3 o'clock Celtic against Aberdeen what do you reckon? So Celtic to win 2-0 there'll be a special 2-0 Celtic you reckon special moment beforehand with uh, the two captains yeah I've seen that yeah. Callum McGregor and, and Scott Brown um, a good tribute to Bertie Old um, and then get focused on trying to get three mm. points but look Aberdeen Bad result from last week. I think that will continue down at yeah. Celtic Park mm-hmm. and I think Celtic will win by two goals. Although the ordering off, uh, we don't have time for it, Ojo, was uh, crazy, wasn't it? Oh, what right. do you reckon your old club then up against the Dons? There's four points in it just now behind Rangers. What do you reckon, Simon? Yeah, from a Celtic point of view, they just have to keep winning, keep applying pressure on, on the team above them and I think they'll get the three points. I think that I'm looking forward to seeing the McGregor-Scott Brown tribute to, to Bertley. That'll be an emotional... Uh, moment for everybody at the, at the stadium but I think Celtic will win it and I think Celtic will win I'll go 3-0 3-0 you reckon yeah. Barry great to have Simon Donnelly back here in the Go Radio studio yep so, good to see him great Likewise. to see you Simon Likewise. hopefully we'll see you back soon here on the programme Stevie Lennon is up next we're back on Sunday 12 till 5 it's a super Sunday loads of football to discuss then and we'll see as the title race continues Simon reckons it's Celtic Barry reckons Rangers but it's going to be really really tight enjoy the football tonight Barry and good luck tomorrow yeah. yep thanks very much good luck to Connor tonight you think uh, the cup's coming home yeah you never know um, as I say it better be if he's paying yeah. five quid to get I know it. exactly <laughs> do you know what I'm not happy with that but listen I'll do it thanks guys Stevie Lennon next Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.